Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Talk Recorded live. You're listening to the Jam Radio Network with Minister Kennedy Jenkins. You're so annoying. You're so annoying. Stop copying me. Stop copying me. Mom, tell her to stop copying me. Mom, tell her to stop copying me. Kids will spend 10 minutes copying everything their sibling says. You're such a doofus. How about two minutes to brush their teeth? Brushing for two minutes now can save your child from severe tooth pain later. For fun two-minute videos to watch while brushing, visit 2min2x.org. Two minutes, twice a day. Save the time. Mom! A message from the Partnership for Healthy Mouths, Healthy Lives, and the Ad Council. This is Ann Graham Lotz with Daily Light for Daily Living. If you want to experience God, you must choose Him at all costs. You must be willing to do as Peter did in Matthew 14. Step out of the boat. Risk total failure in the eyes of others. Discover firsthand his power enabling you to walk on the water when Jesus bids you come. Again and again I've been confronted with hard choices when I've had to throw caution to the wind and abandon myself to faith in him and him alone. When I step into a pulpit, when I begin to write, when I commit this ministry to much more than we have resources to underwrite, whenever I choose to step out in obedient faith and trust him, I'm actually choosing to take him at his word. Listen to me. Put him to the test. Obey whatever he says. Do it. The result will be the thrilling adventure we call the Christian life. This is Anne Graham Lodge. Happy holidays, everybody. This is Dave Koz for RAD, recording artists, actors, and athletes against drunk driving. When you're traveling during the holidays and see someone who's had too much to drink about to get behind the wheel of their car, get the car keys. Your friends will thank you for it because friends don't let friends drive drunk. A public service message brought to you by the U.S. Department of Transportation, RAD, the National Association of Broadcasters, and the Ad Council. Racism. The solution's actually simple. Answers with Ken Ham, whose ministry is building a full-size Noah's Ark south of Cincinnati, Ohio. Many people have tried to solve the problem of racism, but without success. But the remedy is actually rather easy. If people in every culture simply accepted the history of the world according to the Bible and built their thinking on God's word, then racism would virtually disappear. But because we live in a world where the majority of people reject the Bible, then the racism problem is not going to be solved. Christians everywhere should be shouting from the hilltops that the Bible teaches that all people are of one blood, one race of people. They are different races. Today's various people groups came about as a result of God giving different languages at the time of the Tower of Abel. This would have caused different peoples to go in different directions, thus developing into various groups. Genesis also tells us that all people have a sin problem. 
They need to trust Christ and conform their thinking to his teaching. If everyone accepted this, well, there'd be no racism. One great resource to help you understand this question of the origin of humans is our new pocket guide. In 96 pages, we'll answer your questions about the origin of humans and the so-called ape men. For your donation of any size, we'll mail it to you. Call toll-free 1-888-89-ANSWERS or go to our website of AnswersOffer.org. And good evening and welcome to Quiet Storm Inspirations. I hope everyone had a wonderful Thanksgiving and we're getting into our Christmas season. Speaking of which, we got Christmas music just for you, right here, Quiet Storm Inspirations. Storm Inspirations with Minister Kenneth Jenkins.
You are listening to Quiet Storm Inspirations with Minister Kenneth Jenkins.
Nellie Cole and her father, Nat King Cole, and the Christmas song. We're bringing the very best in gospel, inspirational, praise, and seasonal music, Christmas music, all right here. Here on Quiet Star Inspirations, Talk Show and Jam Radio.
Georgia Mass Quiet featuring Whitney Houston. We're going to be back in the second hour to bring you some more gospel inspiration music. In the meantime, don't forget to join us tomorrow morning at 6 a.m. for morning inspirations, getting you ready for study school and morning worship. That's tomorrow morning at 6 a.m. here on Talk Show and Jam Radio, morning inspiration. God is also giving me what could be called an abundant life here on earth. In fact, that's one of the reasons Jesus came to earth. In John 10.10, Jesus says, I came that they may have life and have it more abundantly. So let me continue my story in order to describe what I mean by abundant life. It may not be what you think. After college, I taught elementary school and then worked with a Christian organization that served urban youth and people struggling with addictive behaviors. I really loved what I was doing, and basically, I thought life was great. As part of my job, I took a group of junior high girls to hear a young quadriplegic named Johnny. She had become paralyzed below her shoulders through a diving accident at age 17. Not only could she sing beautifully, but she also painted incredible pictures by holding a paintbrush in her mouth. The girls were really touched and inspired by Johnny's joy and enthusiasm. I also admired Johnny, but I remember telling the girls, well, God must know what we can handle because I could never live as a quadriplegic. Those words would soon be tested. A few months later, my life shattered when my neck was broken in a car accident. At the age of 28, I too became a quadriplegic like Johnny, paralyzed below my shoulder. I spent the next year and a half in various hospitals and rehabilitation centers, dealing with medical problems and learning to live as a quadriplegic. That was a very difficult time for me, and I was so grateful for the prayers and support from my family, my friends, and my church. I could really feel people's prayers, and their support was invaluable. In fact, I had so many visitors in the hospital that, as a joke, one day a nurse put a sign by the station desk pointing to my room that said, this way to Jean's room. People came with guitars, books, junk food, and just themselves. My parents were there every single day, which I really appreciated. And I think my disability was almost as hard on them as it was on me. The first few months after my injury, I didn't believe that my paralysis would be permanent. But after about three months, the hospital let me go home on a path, and it was there that reality hit. I'd see the piano and realize I'd never play it again. I'd go in the kitchen and realize I could no longer even fry an egg for myself. I'd see the bedroom and bathroom filled with medical supplies and equipment and realize my independent days were over and that simple tasks like taking a shower were now major projects requiring lots of time 
and lots of help. I realized that this wasn't going to go away, at least not now, and I fell into a depression. I'd lie in bed crying, which made me even more frustrated, because I couldn't even wipe my tears and nose. There were times I really thought my life was over, and I just wanted to die. But thank God, those around me provided me with what I really needed. Good medical care, prayers, and loving support. I slowly came out of this depression, and I began to see that in God's eyes, my life was far from over. I remember that a friend gave me a cassette tape about God's love, and how the speaker kept emphasizing. You need to know that you know that you know God loves you. And if you're not sure, ask him to show you, and he will. So I prayed, all right, God, help me to know that I know that I know you love me. Well, I pretty much forgot about that prayer until a couple months later. I was at a camp for people with disabilities where I met a little girl who was paralyzed and unable to speak. One day, we both parked our wheelchairs in a grassy area to enjoy the sun. On an impulse, I asked her attendant, may I hold her in my lap? Her attendant gently placed her in my lap, and then this precious little girl looked up at me with her big brown eyes. I began feeling an overwhelming sense of love and compassion toward her, a feeling so strong I began to cry. I remember praying silently, Lord, this is crazy. Why am I feeling such love for this little girl who can't do a thing for me? All she can do is just sit here. Then, clear as day, this thought came into my mind. This is exactly how I love you. I then remembered my prayer to know that God loves me. And I knew right then and there that this was his answer. It's been an ongoing process but my disability has actually helped me realize that my value does not lie in outward things like appearance or abilities or possessions, but rather in the fact that God loves me, period. I've felt God's love through his faithful provision and guidance, through the sacrificial love of others for me, through reading about his character in the Bible, and as he's demonstrated his love in very tangible ways, such as the experience I've just shared. I would encourage anyone listening to this to ask God to show you how much he loves you, and I believe he will. Well, God definitely has given me a very abundant life. After my accident, he enabled me to work part-time as a counselor and then go to graduate school for a master's degree in counseling psychology. I've been involved for many years with the Spinal Cord Society, an organization whose purpose is to find a cure for spinal cord injury. The computer has been a passport to a whole new world, and God has opened many doors to serve him through teaching and writing. I've been joyfully involved in two thriving churches, and I'm enriched by many wonderful family, friends, PCAs, and medical professionals. As a quadriplegic, there is now no doubt in my mind that it is God who guides my life and empowers me to be who I am and to do what I do. I am abundantly blessed. However, abundant life doesn't necessarily mean easy life. I still struggle with my physical limitations, 
what it is these very limitations that are forcing me to have a much more eternal perspective on life. Before my accident, I really didn't think that much about life or death or about life after death. But facing occasional life-threatening medical problems has helped me realize how quickly my life could end. I remember several years ago, I was admitted to the hospital with pneumonia, and thank God my attendant offered to spend the night in my hospital room. I woke up unable to breathe, and when no one responded to the call light, my attendant ran out and found help to revive me. Had my attendant not been there, I wouldn't be here today. I'd be in a much better place, perhaps, but I guess that wasn't my time. Actually, none of us know when we will die. But I can honestly say that when my time comes, I'm ready. I know that I will be with the God I love forever in heaven. I'd like to share a poem I wrote a number of years ago about God as the giver of physical life, abundant life here on earth, and eternal life with him forever. And it's true for anyone who comes to Christ for forgiveness and a new life. Because God loves me, I know my worth. He knew me and formed me before my birth. He ransomed me with the blood of his son. The price has been paid. The victory's been won. Because God loves me, my confidence grows. I'm a part of his body. My purpose he knows. He gives me the talents and gifts that I need. Then gives me the power that I might succeed. I am his. He won't let go. Jesus loves me, this I know. Because God loves me, I dwell secure. He's right here beside me. I've nothing to fear. Nothing on earth, nor below, nor above, can separate me from my Savior's love. Remember the quadriplegic I had taken the junior high girls to see before my accident? Well, she has since become a dear friend and she still inspires and encourages me with her joy and faith. May you too be encouraged as you listen to this song recorded by Johnny Erickson Tata. Hi, this is Donnie McClurgan, and I've got a personal note that I'd really like to drop in your spirit today. I want you to understand the blessings of God and how they're supposed to enhance our lives. Blessings are not always financial. But the Bible says in Proverbs 10 and 22, it says, The blessings of God makes us rich and adds no sorrow. This richness that it's speaking of deals with our lives being full, our lives being complete, our joy being prevalent and noticeable, us being seen as someone who profits in God. The richness of God deals with a soul that is healed, a spirit that is in touch with Jesus. Our lives being rich is having our family whole, as having our friends close, and even our enemies reconciled. The blessings of God makes us rich and will take your sorrows away. You're listening to the Jam Radio Network with Minister Kenneth Jenkins. <laughs> Yeah. 
You are listening to Quiet Storm Inspirations with Minister Kenneth Jenkins.
Listen to Morning Inspirations on Sunday mornings at 6am Eastern Time, right here. Let's go.
Listen to Morning Inspirations on Sunday mornings at 6am Eastern Time, right here. Six Ordinary Days. Does it really matter? Answers with Ken Ham, a speaker at the popular Answers in Genesis seminars. I've often heard Christians say something like, well, as long as we believe God created, it doesn't matter whether we believe he did it in six literal days or not. I actually get this question a lot, especially on radio talk show programs. Well, let me answer it this way. Why do we believe in the resurrection of Christ? Let's be honest, we haven't seen someone rise from the dead in our day. We believe it because of the words in the Bible. So if we accept the plain, straightforward words of the Bible in the book of Genesis, just as we do for the account of the resurrection, then it's obvious that God created everything in six literal days. We must let God speak to us through the language of Scripture. If we don't, then we undermine the entire Bible. Christians need to be careful in how we rightly divide the word of truth, as 2 Timothy 2.15 teaches us. One of the most popular programs inside our Creation Museum is our Planetarium, and the very video shown there is now available to you for home viewing. We'll mail you a copy for a donation of any size. Call us 24 hours a day, toll-free, at 1-888-89-ANSWERS. Our nonprofit ministry can be reached at 888-89-ANSWERS or get the Created Cosmos DVD through our website of AnswersOffer.org. Dad, remember when you asked me, what do you want to do with your life? And I was like, shh, I want to get paid. Well, right after that, you said, there's no job called getting paid. Really? I said that? Yeah, and that's exactly what I knew. I wanted to go to college. You never know which moments will be the ones they remember forever. So take time to be a dad today. Learn more at one eight seven seven four dad 411 or visit fatherhood.gov. Brought to you by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services and the Ad Council. Can a landlord legally evict a church from leased space? With a word of caution for today's pastors, here's attorney David Gibbs Jr. of the Christian Law Association. An expanding church decided to lease space in a nearby building to use as an activity center for their youth. The contract they signed allowed them to provide education, recreation, and community service. A few years later, the church decided to switch buildings with the youth and have their main worship in the leased building. When the landlord learned that worship services occurred in the building, the church was given an eviction notice. The church contacted the Christian Law Association, believing that religious discrimination was occurring. After reviewing the documents, one of our attorneys advised this wonderful church that this was not a case of constitutional discrimination. The church had simply violated their written lease agreement. If it's been a while since you've been to our website, you really ought to check it out. ChristianLaw.org is a virtual tool shed of legal tools, legal advice for pastors and ministries, answers to difficult questions, links to helpful PDF files, and much more. So check it all out at ChristianLaw.org. ChristianLaw.org. The odds of a young girl being discovered by an industry insider while singing to herself pumping gas? One in 300 million. The odds of the daughter of a clergyman from Severn, Maryland, spending 11 weeks at number one on the U.S. singles charts? One in 19 million. The 
odds of going on to win six Grammy Awards? One in 1.4 million. The odds of selling over 40 million records? One in 800,000. The odds of this musician and performer having a child diagnosed with autism? One in 110. I'm Tony Braxton, and I encourage you to learn the signs of autism at AutismSpeaks.org. Early diagnosis can make a lifetime of difference. Autism Speaks. It's time to listen. Brought to you by Autism Speaks and the Ad Council. This is Morning Inspirations on Sunday mornings at 6 a.m. Eastern Time, right here. Have
Luther Vandross and tell yourself a Merry Christmas. We are not that far, not that far away from Christmas. We're just weeks away, and uh, we're going we bring you um, Christmas classics as well as regular gospel inspirational and praise music. But this month, throughout now and all throughout the Christmas month, month all the way up to Christmas. Don't forget at airtight tomorrow night, it's Nation Talk. Nation Talk here on Talk Show and Jam Radio. Good evening to you and yours. This is Quiet Stone Inspiration.
I ask you to forgive me. And tonight I open my heart and I invite you into my life to be my Savior and my Lord. I believe, Jesus, you are the Son of God. I believe you died for me to pay the price for all the wrong things that I've committed against God and against man. I believe that on the third day, by the power of God, you were raised from the dead as living proof that my trust in you tonight is not in vain. I believe that as Christ was raised from the dead, so tonight, Almighty God, you are raising me from the dead, from the death of sin. You are giving me a new life, the life of Jesus Christ. Oh God, on my testimony and the belief in my heart and according to your word, at this moment, I believe I am saved. I am saved. I am saved. Oh, let me ask you, friends, in closing tonight, have you done this? Have you obeyed the gospel? Have you obeyed the gospel? Have you come to that obedience of faith? Have you come to that place of true repentance and true faith? Have you turned around? Have you forsaken your sin? Have you turned around? Have you forsaken your sin? Are you trusting alone tonight in Jesus Christ for your salvation? For there is no other way, there is no other message. For there is no other way, there is no other message. Oh, come to Him, come to the Saviour tonight. Come to Him just as you are. Come to Him in your sin. Come to Him in all your needs. Cast yourself upon His mercy and upon His infinite grace. Cast yourself upon His mercy and upon His infinite grace. Cast yourself wholly to Him. And you too will enter into that joy of sins forgiven, peace with God, and eternal, abundant life through Jesus Christ our Lord.
stop copying me. copying me. Mom, tell her to stop copying me. Mom, tell her to stop copying me. Kids will spend 10 minutes copying everything their sibling says. You're such a doofus. How about two minutes to brush their teeth? Brushing for two minutes now can save your child from severe tooth pain later. For fun two-minute videos to watch while brushing, visit 2min2x.org. Two minutes, twice a day. Save have the time. Mom! A message from the Partnership for Healthy Mouths, Healthy Lives, and the Ad Council. You're listening to the Jam Radio Network with Minister Kenneth Jenkins. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.